All right. We finished our conference previews. What's left? We got week zero. College football is motherfucking back. Not only do we have week zero picks, it's kind of a short slate, but we got national championship picks. We got conference winners. We got win totals. We got just a little bit of everything. Heisman on top of that. Let me ask you, Larry, what is the number one storyline? I'm kind of dropping you on this so we didn't prep this. What's the number one storyline you're looking forward to this year in college football? Um, can Caleb can Caleb Williams repeat as the Heisman? Okay. One storyline. Uh, the does the bullshit John Harbaugh self three game suspension really matter because Michigan doesn't play anyone the first three weeks? True. Um, I also think I I th- we'll we'll get to it when we get there, but I I think it's I think we might see two big. 10 teams and two SEC teams in the playoff this year. Um, so we're going to see a little bit more of the same, I think. Uh, I, there might be some surprises, but it's going to be more of the same when it comes to the college football playoff because it's still only four teams. BCB, six months from now, what do we look back and say, damn, that was wild? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I think, actually, I'll give you one here. I'll try not to give too much away. I think people would be surprised that Tulane was a top 25 team to start the season by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, that's one. I'll also say that uh, some people might be sleeping on Texas Tech. So maybe we say, hey, we got a little Texas Tech. Um, I also think, too, at the end of the year, we're going to say, man, uh, it kind of sucks that we're going to a completely different format next year. Uh, that was a wild ride. It worked pretty well for 125 years. Why did we decide to change it and blow it all up? But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we will we'll, we'll keep it on the positive thoughts. Uh, one storyline I'm interested to see, though, uh, just kind of following up here off the uh, the Florida Gators dock that dropped. Yeah. Georgia's kind of in the middle of a similar type run, and they're having some problems keeping it together off the field. I think we might get some Georgia storylines uh, that creep out as the season goes along. Yeah, I guess my two biggest ones, and we'll hop into the pod, is you know, being an Iowa guy, gambling violations, our starting D tackle just got suspended for the entire year. What's going to happen to the Iowa State squad that had a bunch more players like that? And are there others like that? Gambling's more prevalent. It's around the nation. It's more people. Is this going to become a bigger story than it is today? And then my second biggest thing is Colorado. I have no idea what's going to happen with them. All the transfers, Dion in, how can they perform in the Big 12? So, or excuse me, Pac-12. But it'll be yeah, yep, yep. (laughs) Get a little ahead of myself, but yeah, going to be an interesting team to see what they put together. But I think gambling is going to become more of a more of a thing as we move forward. That being said, without further ado, college football is back. Week zero picks, futures, win totals, Heisman's, Natties. Let's go. So let's, you know what, again, without further ado, let's hop right into it. I'm going to kick us off with win totals here that we want to start with. These are each of our top 10, 10, 5 picks that we have that we really like coming into the new season. I'm going to start us off. In the ACC, right off the bat, love Pitt over 6.5. It's minus 200. It's the biggest juice I'm laying on any of my picks. But love Narduzzi. Love the new QB coming in. Love what they got going. 
In the Big Ten, Iowa over eight and a half plus 104. I think they can pull it out. Obviously, the Big Ten West is always going to be weak for the foreseeable future, it feels like, until Wisconsin picks it up. In the Pac-12, ASU over four and a half minus 115. I love the fact that Rashad is starting. New quarterback, five-star freshman, going to be interesting. Oregon under nine and a half. Bo Nix, don't trust him. Lost their offense coordinator. Don't know what's going to happen. I'm stealing one from BCB in the SEC. I got Bama under 10 and a half minus 184. LSU over nine and a half minus 114. And that's, this is probably just all overall the SEC is going to piss BCB off. But I got Mississippi State over six and a half plus 138. Wrapping up uh, the Big 12. Love Kansas this year. You'll kind of see that in the rest of these picks. Over six and a half plus 116. Jalen Daniels returning the most production overall as a team. Love that. OK State under six and a half. Lost too many people. Is going to be out after this year. Who knows? And OU under nine and a half minus 124. Don't trust Dylan Gabriel. I think Rayville needs more time as a head coach to get more of his players in there, get that defense in mind. But again, we're just rattling these, these off. We want to give you guys picks. BCB, hit us up next. All right. So. Uh, kind of coming out of left field here a little bit to start it off. This was the first one I put in. I think the juice is up to like 165 on this right now. Tough to find. We're going Vanderbilt over three and a half. That was a five unit play. Uh, it's about as heavy as I'm going to go on any futures bet. So uh, we're going over three and a half. Like I said, I think they got three wins on the schedule. Then they've got some winnable games against Kentucky and Florida. Clark Lee's in the third year of the program. They're, sec they're two years now into a recruiting class that was ranked 34th. Uh, they have some talent on both sides of the ball. Like I said, they've got probably three gimme wins. So, that's, again, it's a numbers game, right? There's, they got to win one in the SEC. I think they're good for the good for the upset. Uh, coming in here, second at uh, four units, I had uh, over on eight wins for SMU. So, get hopping on the Pony Express here a little bit. Could be new ACC team, uh -huh. uh, SMU, oh, yep. to join. So, I uh, like, like where they're headed there. I uh, like the direction that they're going. They got a kid, that quarterback, highly touted, coming out of high school named Preston Stone. Uh, they're going to run the offense through him. They call it the Stone Age. Big fan of it. Love <laughs> where they're going. So, again, we're not even touching a blue blood team here at number three. Uh, again, we're four units over four on Akron. Uh, second year of Joe Moorhead. Yep. They've got DJ Irons um, at quarterback coming back again. Uh, they actually think they have the best receivers in the MAC. And uh, they've got a good offensive line. I think they're also very highly talented. Or no, they've got the best secondary in the MAC as well, too. Yep. Uh, they think on paper. So again, you're giving me a MAC team that's got possibly the best quarterback in the conference, best wide receivers, best secondary. What more can you ask for? Over four wins. They even play IU out of conference. Mm -hmm. I think that's a game they could go to Indiana and win. Uh, really had some close games last year. They've improved a lot. And Joe Moorhead had a lot of success. Uh, got fired from Mississippi State, but. Think he's a good coach. Think he's getting it turned around. Uh, moving on here, we got Arizona State over five. I had it over five. I think I found it at four and a half for a little more juice. Yep. Took the four and a half because basically at five, you're needing six wins. So the push isn't really there for me. I, I wouldn't play five as a number, honestly. I would just go ahead and go to five and a half. You can probably get plus money on an alt line. Yep. Uh, but again, that's before the Jaden Rashada stuff come out. I actually kind of like to hear that because uh, it kind of seemed like Rashada was third. Knew he was kind of a highly talented kid. Uh, obviously had some recruiting issues. But I like Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State. I think they have a big chance. 
Uh, then we're going here. We're going to – so first, first one that we're fading some SEC teams here. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, Florida, under five and a half. Not going to back a team that's trying to start Graham Mertz in the SEC. <laughs> I think it's very possible that they end up in a little bit of a Brian Harson situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they might not have a head coach by the middle of the season. So very rarely do you lose a kid with a 53 percentage completion at quarterback and you get a downgrade the next year. That's <laughs> what Florida managed to do. Uh, now they have a kid that struggles, but he doesn't have the athleticism that Anthony Richardson did. So again, Florida under five and a half, think they could lose to Vanderbilt. Speaking of teams that don't have a quarterback at the moment, Alabama under 10 and a half here for a couple yep. of units. Uh, don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It looks like Milrow might be more in the conversation than I thought when we did the SEC previews. So it looks like it could be him, could be Ty Simpson, uh, could be Tyler Buckner. I don't know that any of those are great options. I'd say Milrow is probably the most dynamic. Yep. But again, Alabama, highly talented team. They're just inexperienced. That's a tough, tough schedule when you're playing Ole Miss, uh, Texas. You know, you've got a game at Auburn as well, too, a rivalry game. They might be better late in the season. But Pretty pretty easy to find two losses on the schedule, I think, or at least two games where they could slip up. Yeah. Next, we're going Cal under five. So going back out to the Pac-12, yeah. just kind of an underfunded team, I think. Uh, they lost Jack Plummer, who I thought really kind of carried the load for him a lot last year. Wilcox is a good coach. Probably should have left when he had some opportunities, if those were to be believed. I know he's got a good big extension. Uh, Cal, you're just, you're fighting uphill. Uh, and, and the Pac-12, I think, is really, really good this year. Yeah. So uh, your team is kind of under-talented, not great. Uh, going in, uh, so another over here that we have, uh, again, back to G5. UConn, this is just for one unit, got over five wins on UConn. Uh, again, I think I found that one at four and a half with some juice. Just your second year at Jim Moore, junior here. It looks like they have some arrows pointing up. Yep. So we'll ride that. Um, this is probably the most, the least patriotic pick that I have here. Hated to do this. We're going Army under six wins. They oh. lost a lot. And they're going away from the wing tee. They're going more to like a spread. This is kind of, I'll touch on this a little later in the week zero picks, but the shift in offense is due to when we had like Blandino on last year. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how they were going to legislate blocking because we can't play uh, real football anymore. You've got to go in and change all these rules. So now Army's adapting, going to the, the spread. Don't love their personnel for it this year. And then the most overrated team in the country right now, going under nine and a half wins for Tulane. They play Ole Miss. That's at least one loss. I think they'll slip up in conference as well. They lost a lot of the key players from last year. The quarterback's back, but I didn't think much else was. So fading Tulane there. Okay. Larry, let's round them up. Uh, to get started here, we have Utah over eight and a half plus 120. Uh, love back to back pack 12 champs. Uh, I think they can get nine wins in their sleep. Hopefully, Cam Riser's back and healthy. They get Florida week one at home. Cam Riser questionable. I don't think it matters. Florida is an absolute disaster. Uh, so Utah over eight and a half plus 120. Lock it in. Uh, love Tennessee over nine and a half. That's at plus 155. Mm-hmm. I, I just love this Tennessee team. Love Joe Milton. Love Josh Heupel. I think they get to 10 wins, maybe 11 wins. Um, it's really that that Georgia game is the only one that really sticks out to me as not a winnable or it will be a close game. Not nothing, nothing in college football is not winnable. 
Uh, Georgia's quarterback situation is different. Um, it's not it's not the stability that they've had. So uh, the next one, surprise BCB didn't have this. I know he loves this team, but Texas Tech over seven and a half plus one ten. Uh, just they're returning everybody. They're they're just they're on their way up right now. So gonna grab that. Uh, think they can get the eight wins. Uh, next back to Pac twelve. Um, USC over ten plus one hundred. Uh, okay. Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley coming back. Um, we've talked about it in Pac-12. They got South Carolina's running back, Marshawn Lloyd. Um, they're, they're just a dangerous team, and I think they have a very favorable schedule. Surprise, neither of you took this one. Oregon State over eight <laughs> and a half also. 120. I'm, I'm not a full believer in DJ, but he's closer to West Coast, closer to his family. And I, I, with them in USC, like the, I think the wildfires in Hawaii, like I, there, there's those kids are going to be playing for something more this year, which I, I just, those in a different, different, different uh, motivation for a lot of those kids. Um, they won, I think they got DJ's an improvement at quarterback and they won 10 or 11 games last year. And the last one I have is Arkansas over seven. Uh, plus one one twenty five. Uh, just love KJ Jefferson, uh, Rocket Rocket Sanders. Um, I I think they can win. Uh, get the, hit that over. Uh, easily this year. Okay, I like it. So we're gonna turn it around and we're gonna hop right into, um, our conference champs and division champs. Just to kind of we're gonna kind of move right up the ladder. Uh, BCB, we'll let you start this one off here. Yeah, so we'll go ahead here. I'll start with the Big 12. So here's actually why I didn't end up with Texas Tech on the win totals. I took them at 12 to 1 to win the conference. I figured at eight wins. When I went in and handicapped the schedule, I figured at eight wins, they're probably in the discussion to make the conference title game. So mm -hmm. I said, give me the 12 to 1. Didn't want to tie up bankroll. Uh, kind of being double jeopardy there. I said, well, if they go under, then I'm going to lose the, the conference title anyway. So <laughs> thought, <laughs> right, all right. I said, okay, give me the 12 to 1, especially now. Since I uh, can't bet on the sports book anymore with the, the green colors, FanDuel offers you the uh, FanDuel offers you the cash out. So yep, I figured yep. there was a way there I could I could still make money uh, just going the conference title. So taking them at twelve to one. Also, just a disclaimer on my conference picks: I'm almost never going to pick a team that's in single digit odds. Yeah, uh, it's got to be north of like five to one. So. Yeah. While I like you, this is not me saying these teams are the most likely conference winners. These are me saying for the, the odds that are offered, I think That's their higher. chances are much better. So yeah. uh, going to the Mac, we almost scored big last year. We had Bowling Green at 80 to one to win the conference. They were literally one game away from making the conference title <laughs> played, played the last game of the season uh, did not go well for them. Their quarterback got injured. They got blown out, uh, yeah. missed, missed the conference title, but, we flirted with disaster there a little bit. We're coming back to the well. This time we're getting on Akron. They're only 35 to one this year, though. But like I said, we like Joe Moorhead. Uh, again, rationale in these G5 conferences, you can usually make the conference title game with multiple losses in conference. So yep. you're better off taking some odds, seeing if you can get to the dance, and then, you know, 35 to one, make your hedge, whatever. Yep. Pac 12, same logic here with Texas Tech, Oregon State. So Oregon State, I took them 11 to one. Remember, there's no divisions, so they've at nine and three, 
10 and two, they're probably going to be in the conference title hunt. Yeah, just takes um, one. Yeah, just takes one. So they get in there. And then if you're playing against a banged up USC team, we saw what happened last year with Utah. So anything can happen. Uh, again, even Utah, for example, it looks like they may be down to their third string quarterback to start the season. So the, the Pac-12 gets real interesting. Uh, moving on back to the G5. Sunbelt, I took Georgia Southern at 15 to one. You got a team that beat Nebraska last year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Pac-12, you got Clay Helton in at the head coach. Uh, they're in year two of the program there. I think they're a lot better. They loaded up on P5 transfers, 15 to one, just get me to the dance. Uh, then, then in the American, going back to the house that Lane Kiffin built, Florida Atlantic, <laughs> give me seven to one here. Got another guy following in Lane's footsteps, offensive genius, young coach comes in, re-energizes the program, trying to relaunch his career, Tom Herman. Oh, seven yeah. to one we'll get on this here maybe a year ahead of schedule see what happens uh and then to round it out another big price conference usa uh, another former power five coach jerry kill he's in a second year here at new mexico state they've built up the program added in some power five transfers uh got some better athletes it looks like on defense and the offense is in year two they want to take another step forward they're 25 to one to win the conference I'm also kind of playing where they're at, out in the desert. They're kind of a far road trip for teams. They've got a home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to add this later in the week zero picks, but actually New Mexico State won six of their last seven last year. To end the season, only game they lost was at Missouri. So they're a, a hot streak team. They're returning a, a quarterback uh, that's been there for a while. So we'll take the 25 to one. Love it. Larry, let's keep it rolling. So I have four here. Let's start off. I have Ohio to win the MAC. Okay, I'll get to them a little bit more in the week zero picks. But uh, love the offense. Curtis Rourke is back at quarterback. He was the MAC offensive player of the year. Uh, then they're returning a lot of weapons. Um, talk a little bit more when we get into week zero about them. Uh, next, I have Coastal to win the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Grayson calls back. Uh, the, most of the offense is back. Replacing a couple of players on the O-line. Tim Beck, new head coach. Uh, Jamie Chadwell went to Liberty. got paid a boatload of money. But I do think McCall is going to be uh, re-energized under yeah. Tim Beck. So, I Coastal, as long as McCall's their quarterback and McCall stays healthy, Coastal has a chance to win the Sun Belt every year. doesn't matter. <laughs> he also That's started out like big money. He could have went somewhere else. So, you got to love the... Oh, yeah, the commitment. Yeah, I mean, he came back after he beat BYU last year and turned down a bunch of money, a bunch of deals, and then ended up at Liberty, which it, there's always sketchy stuff going on at Liberty. Um, <laughs> next, I have Washington to win the Pac-12. Uh, I love Penix Jr. We talked about them in the Pac-12 uh, breakdown. That offense is uh, deadly. Um, and then lastly, I have Tennessee at 14 to one to win the SEC. I just staying with Tennessee, riding hypo, love, love Joe Milton. I'm, I think they're in for a big year and it could be, uh, it's really comes down to Georgia, Tennessee. Love it. So I'll finish this off here with kind of my lower odds to my bigger ones. I got LSU to win the division in the SEC at plus 200. I think 
you know, they got their way. They got Bama in their way. If they can get through Bama, I think the division's theirs. I got Iowa to win the West at plus 240. Again, it's them in Wisconsin. Who's going to take it? I love the plus 240. I got Penn State plus 450 to win the East of the Big Ten. As we talked about my Big Ten prediction, I have them in the championship game. I have them winning. We'll get to that here in a second. LSU plus 450 to win the conference. Love the value there. I think, you know, you get that boost because they're going to be playing Georgia more than likely uh, in that conference championship game. Getting up to my bigger picks, Oregon State, just like BCB said, plus 1,100 to win the conference. Love the money at 11 to 1. Can't complain with that. And then I have Kansas as kind of my best value deal, plus 3,500 to win the conference in the Big 12. I love the returning production. I think Jalen Daniels, pending he stays healthy, can actually make some noise there and you know get his team to that place. Couple just odd ones I have for conference. I have Louisville plus 400 just to make the championship game. I love the schedule, how it favors them, how they get to avoid the big dogs. Just make the game plus 400. And then I have three exactas, which again, we'll post all these. So, you know, those not listening to pod can get it on Twitter, Instagram, whatnot. LSU to beat Georgia's plus 800 in the SEC. Penn State to beat Iowa's plus 3,000 in the conference championship. Texas to beat Kansas is plus 3,200 in the Big 12 conference championship. So that being said, it all comes down to it. You know, we can pick conference and division winners. We can give win totals. But Larry, who's winning it all? So playoff predictions here is Tennessee at number four. Michigan at number three, Ohio State at number two, and Georgia at number one. And then I'll take Tennessee to beat Georgia and go to the Natty, and Ohio State to beat Michigan, and to beat Tennessee in the national title game. Okay. All right. Uh, BCB. All right. Um, it's tough because like all the all off season, I've been kind of preaching a little bit of chaos, uh, some some random in this randomization here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a team that's been kind of familiar, but I think they're back a little bit. I'll go with the fourth seed or at least one of the uh, just one of the four teams. I'm not going to put these in any seated order here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to put Michigan in, uh, but we'll see. I'm just giving them the slight edge over Ohio State right now. I'm not going to put Georgia in. I'm going to leave them out, so we'll go hot take here. So I'm going to leave them out, but we'll go Michigan. I think Clemson's going to be in, um, just kind of the way that their schedule breaks for them. I think they got a chance to run the table, be undefeated, get a spot. So we'll go Clemson. I'll do this, too. I'll say we get we get USC in. Okay. Even though I got Oregon to win the Pac-12, I think yeah. USC, I think they've got room on the schedule for a loss. Um, it can still get in. The margin for error is a little bit better there. And then, uh, man, I I hate to do this. They're flying a little under the radar. They've had some beef with my boys. I'll say – I'll go out here and say this is the year that Jimbo finally gets through. This will lead into my pick. I'll go Texas A&M is in as well. Um, right. and, I, and I just want a chaos year, right? So, out of those four, uh, I, I would put money on A&M to win it all. Mm-hmm. would be my, my like, uh, my pick. I also sprinkle a little bit on Ole Miss because I think there's going to be a random team that gets hot in the West. 
um, and takes it home. So I would say long shot pick Ole Miss. I would put money on Texas A&M. But, again, I think this is a year where if you really like a team, you know, go with it. You can get, like, you can get Texas Tech at just 28 to 1 to make the playoff. I, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough for me here. I dig it. My four teams, I got Texas. I guess if I'm going to go numbers here, Texas at four, Penn State at three, Florida State two, LSU one. Um, I have FSU at plus 2,000 to win the Natty, and I have LSU at plus 1,100 to win the Natty. One of those two, those are my four big ones. Uh, my four playoff teams, but the only Natty bets I'm making. We might have a rematch after week one, FSU, LSU, or if it's week zero, week one, week, whatever it is, back again, the national championship, which I would love to see. But my two picks for the national championship, Florida State plus 2,000, LSU plus 1100. I'll say Texas uh, has grown on me. As, yeah. as, as, it's, as we've gotten closer, as I've looked into it more, I do, I do start believing in Texas a little more. So hook them, baby. Hook them. All right, let's wrap up our futures with the series where I've never picked a correct winner. I've probably done the most terrible on this in my future or my past of betting on college football, but let's give out our Heisman picks. Where's the, that's where you find the value. That's where you have it at. Um, I'll kick us off, I guess, to start us off. Um, I have four Heisman picks. I'm strictly going quarterbacks. I'm no longer trying to get cute with it and pick a wide receiver, running back, whoever, but I got Jordan Travis plus 1400 Quinn Ewers plus 1300 DJU, if Oregon State somehow pulls it off and wins the Pac-12, I think he's going to get some votes at plus 9,000, even though the defense is going to be the thing that carries that team. And then back to my Kansas love, Jalen Daniels, plus 10,000. Love the value on that. Probably my favorite play for Heisman uh, from a value perspective. But yeah, just four picks uh, to start us off. Larry. So let's get started. I'm going to put... Devin Brown, 35 to 1 to win the Heisman. It's did some uh, listening and Ryan Day's first year starters mm -hmm. usually throw for over 40 touchdowns and less than five interceptions. Mm -hmm. So I like Devin Brown. He just has to win the starting job, which it sounds like the competition is still on and they're playing football next week. So Interested to see who comes out and takes the first snap for Ohio State. Next one, this seemed like a no-brainer to me. Blake Corum, 28-1. to He would have won the Heisman last year. He had some injuries late in the season. I think he was still sitting as a finalist, I believe. Um, but Blake Corum, 28-1. to Michigan, Michigan is just going to run the ball. Blake Corum's going to get his stats. Uh, still fully believe Blake Corm is a top running back in college football. And the last one is Joe Melton, 22 to 1. Okay. Just love Tennessee this year. All, all on board. Rocky top. Let's go. All right. BCB, give us a winner here. Yeah. So this is definitely the, the Heisman Futures is a, a bet that I've kind of made my name in over the year. Haven't hit any of the big ones, but I've had uh, I've had a lot of heartbreak in this. So I had ETN at almost 200 to one on some books uh, the year that he got down to like 20 to one and made it. Uh, 
mm-hmm. we had Matt Corral for like almost six figs uh, the year <laughs> that he was he was down to even money coming out of the the Tennessee game, yep. and then Bryce Young won, and a bunch of fucking trolls on Twitter chirped me and said. Yeah, it was always going to be Bryce Young. <laughs> so, sorry, I didn't load up at plus 300. But anyway, uh, now that we've gotten that out, so we got a number. Uh, you're not going to get this number anymore, but we got <laughs> the first ones to get on Connor Weigman at like 150 to 1 mm-hmm. uh, back when it opened. So that's one. Uh, also sprinkled some Jackson Dart at 100 to 1. Okay. Again, this is a bet where you're never going to see me like, Caleb Williams is probably the most probable winner, right? I'm not going to bet five to one um, on anybody to win the Heisman. So one injury and you're pretty much done. Like if you miss a game, you're probably not winning the award. This is one that is really tough. Uh, I would never play anybody under 50 to one. If you want a long shot now, Mm -hmm. it's almost exclusively a quarterback award now as well too. Uh, Just And it's got to be a quarterback of a team that's making the playoff. Just another negative side effect of going to a college playoff that nobody foresaw, but it's happening. Uh, We got, but I would say Marshawn Lloyd, actually the running back at USC, he's 250 to one. I think he's going to be a dynamic player and a great offense. That's going to get a lot of time. Uh, We didn't have to ask the books to post him this year, but if you want him, Blake Shapin's up there at 250 to one as well. Probably not going back to the well there. Fun while it lasted. Uh, but yeah, other than uh, JT Daniels is on the board at 301, he's still playing college football at Rice. So yeah, there's some familiar, familiar names there. Uh, I do love the DJ you play a little bit though, if you want, because if he starts playing well out there, uh, again, this is as much a storyline award as anything else. So you've got to kind of get the redemption angle. Uh, if he's playing well and winning, he can move his feet a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think people will get on that. Uh, and then Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin's 120 to one. I don't think he's really that good, uh, but, you know, I don't know. There's going to be in a spread, got a chance to win the division. And then the last one here, uh, we like Texas Tech. Tyler Shug, the quarterback, is 100-1. to one. Okay. Here's – in the eight games that he started and finished at Texas Tech, he's 8-0. and up. So, 100-1, to 100-1. Uh, the problem is, though, like I said, he can't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So – uh, out of all their props that are on the board, though, that that's probably the best one. If they're in the, the playoff hunt, he's probably a Heisman contender. So he'll he'll probably be on the list. So I love it. So we got futures out there, win totals, conference division, uh, Heisman, Natty, and then we'll obviously have our playoff predictions here. One of us is going to hit something here. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously hit a, a good portion of our win totals, but I think we have some good value in our conference picks. Heisman picks and obviously our natty predictions. But now, boys, we waited all summer. We waited all spring. It's here. Saturday, college football's back. Week zero. Not a full slate, but you know what? I'll take any, I'll take one college football rather than no college football. So let's talk week zero. I'll, I'm gonna kick it off with this real quick. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna save it. So almost just lost my computer. That being said, Larry, I want you to kick us off with your week zero picks. All right, let's get after it. Week zero coming out with you with, I had three picks, mm-hmm. just threw a fourth in there. Okay. We're going to get started with Ohio at San Diego, or yeah, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Got two picks on this. Mm-hmm. Over 49. I know Bubs won't touch it over for his life, 
Won't touch a total. I love, love totals. Okay. Uh, love Curtis Rourke. Love the Ohio offense. Uh, this is probably the best offense. It, it's the best offense in Mac. Mm-hmm. And they're going to score points at San Diego State on Saturday. So over 49. I'm also going to take Ohio plus three and a half. Okay. And sprinkle a tiny bit on Ohio Moneyline. Okay. Really love Curtis Rourke. Yep. Uh, very good quarterback. And they're bringing most of their offense back. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're going to have success at San Diego State. Next one I have is USC minus 30 and a half. I think they are going to come out. I, I said a little bit earlier, um, they have probably a lot of players that are Pacific Island, mm-hmm. have family affected by the wildfires. Oh. Um, I also, that it's just, it's a revenge tour. Okay. They, they were last year. They didn't win the Pac-12, so. I think they cover the 30 and a half. Okay. Considered the over in that game. I actually don't even know who they're playing. I can't think of who they're playing. UTEP, maybe. Either of you? Who? Oh, USC. Uh, USC playing this weekend. I oh, don't they're know. playing San Jose State. San Jose, San Jose State. State. So I'm worried San Jose State might not score, but I might look at the over. That might get added to the card later. Love the minus 30 and a half. Okay. And then the last last thing I have is I am taking Navy plus 20 and a half. I know Notre Dame has Sam Hartman. Notre Dame's offense was a disaster last year. Mm-hmm. And I think Navy will be able to keep pace with them and stay within 20, 20 and a half. All right, I'm going to kick us off next because I'll say this, you know, college football's back. We're all excited. Uh, you know, you want to have a big card to keep going. I'm going to play it smart this year. We're going to keep totals throughout the year so we can finally once and for all prove that I'm truly between us three, the greatest college football gambler on this podcast. So we'll, we'll start with that. Uh, but I am my one pick of the year or not one pick of the year, but my one pick for week zero I'm going to keep it simple, play what I know, keep the units rolling in. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Kind of the opposite of what Larry said. I love Sam Hartman. I think he is the change that that offense needed. You get year two of a new head coach. They have a solid team overall. Last year when they played Navy, they were winning 35-13 at half. They ended up winning 35-32, I think it was. So if you can keep your pedal on or keep your foot on the gas, keep it going, and you're playing in Ireland. Do you not think that's going to be a full-out home game for Notre Dame And you know when they come through? So you get that overseas home game. The crowd is going to be well behind you. They only get one game a year, so you know they're going to be – it's like when you do those NFL games over in, like, Germany or London. You know, the crowd, even though those are kind of 50-50 crowds, they're electric. I think the crowd's going to help them keep going where they're not going to just, you know, kind of take a back seat in the second half. I think they really pound Navy. I got Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Love it that it's cutting the points, you know, before that three touchdown. So that's my one pick of the the week. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. BCB, wrap us up here. Yeah, so I've got notes. 
uh, on about four different games here and kind of just where I'm leaning. So I'll try and go through this quick. We'll touch on Notre Dame Navy real quick. Uh, So Notre Dame's won 10 of the 10 of the last 11 in this series. They're only five and six against the spread, though, in those 11 Mm -hmm. uh, where you're coming in. So there's a game of first uh, Notre Dame, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. breaking in some stuff on the offensive side of the ball. Navy's in a first year head coach. Uh, Also worth mentioning. So early in the season, the last couple of years, Navy has had issues with tackling. Uh, The new coach is putting his name actually fittingly as new Barry. Uh, the coach, the coach at uh, at Navy, he's uh, they've actually put an emphasis here on uh, live tackling and going more live drills um, in the spring. So look for them to come out a little fired up. They're also an experienced team, so you you've got an experienced team kind of going against uh, one. But first, also Navy, the offense, um, they said it's going to look a little different. So historically, it's been that wing T triple option yep. that's been the bread and butter in the passing games. Just been uh, a lot of play action where they try and push the ball down the field. It appears that they're saying that they've added more of a uh, of an efficient short passing game to the offense. So they've tried adding some wrinkles in here and there. Again, kind of, a, I think it goes back to the blocking rule a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Worst thing that can happen is if they're going to sit here and try an out-athlete Notre Dame, not going to go well for them. Oh, yeah. But in, in, a, in a game here where they're still going to be kind of run heavy, the clock's going to be going, you're going across the world to play. You got a veteran team, new head coach. Navy plus 21 is the way I lean. Not an official play yet. Just think that's a tough side. Yep. Uh, Dude, lock it in. <laughs> lock it in. Also, doesn't it seem like every single year you look up, like it goes back to the five and six against the spread, Notre Dame will be rolling through the season, and then they just always get screwed by Navy. Like they play Navy, yeah. and it's, it's closer than it should be. Um this game has no business being week zero. This is like, if, if I see Notre Dame Navy, it, it should be cold outside. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's just, <laughs> Fair. that's just my opinion on it. But uh, anyway, so we'll move on to USC San Jose State. This game emphasizes what I love about college football, because on one side of the field, you're going to have multiple NFL players. San Jose State is going to have a kid playing quarterback that they were excited to sign. He's probably the best player to ever play at his high school and has been a stud at every level of football. And that dude is going to give up 300 yards by himself Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to be outmatched. And and, and honestly, they might be that way on the defensive line. Uh, It's a huge disadvantage in the trenches for San Jose State. Mm -hmm. They lost 133 career starts on the defensive line. They only returned 19. Uh, the the USC offensive line is on the Joe Moore uh, Joe Moore Award preseason shortlist. Yep. So, and the and USC possibly has three NFL running backs. And to make matters worse, the San Jose State linebacking corp isn't very good. Uh, the secondary they've added some kids from P five schools mm-hmm. transfer in, but not kids that were like full time starters or anything. So. Uh, not great. Not great <laughs> for San Jose State. Right. I, like I said, Marshawn Lloyd could have a very big night, some highlight real runs. We're getting him a 250 to one, has a big game. Maybe he's 100 to one on the Heisman. Mm-hmm. BCB just gave you 150 free points of uh, value there in week one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I expect that too. If USC's running the ball, the San Jose State defense is going to wear down. My play here is the over, basically nine touchdowns and a field goal. 
Let me give you the points for Lincoln Riley, uh, his last five season openers. So last year they scored 66, all right? So the over is 66. They scored 66 by themselves last year. The year before that, two years ago, they scored 40. The opponent scored 35. That was the game at Oklahoma where they barely beat Tulane. Yep. Uh, then two, so three years ago, they scored 48. That was a 48-0 win over Missouri State. That's so put up some points. Uh, then going back four years, they scored 49, gave up 31. That was a game against Houston. And then uh, five years ago, they scored 63 in the opener. So USC comes out firing. They're not one of the – or uh, Lincoln Riley and his staff anyway come out firing. They've got talent. Like that's another thing to remember now. You've got the four-game redshirt rule. So mm-hmm. kids can play four games. USC's got talent. Probably not going to take the foot off the pedal, going to use this as a way – uh, and the, the talent between USC second string and San Jose State second string is probably greater than the difference between their two first strings. Yeah. So, yep. Okay. Okay. So, but we're going over 66, fast tempo, yep. everything we just mentioned. Uh, San Diego State versus Ohio. I think this game slept on because it's two G5 schools. I think these are two really good G5 schools. I'll say both these teams are better than Tulane. Tulane's ranked 24th. Uh, San Diego State brings back a kid by the name of Maiden at quarterback. Kid was absolutely an F last year at quarterback, but he yeah. was so much better than any other option they had. The <laughs> San Diego State offense has had a lot of problems the last couple of years with Hope as a head coach. So now they got a new offensive coordinator, San Diego State, NFL, Arizona Cardinal legend, Ryan Lindley. So they hired the most inept NFL quarterback of all time to come in and fix the inept <laughs> offense. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We talked about, you know, maybe oh, uh, Akron having the best quarterbacks and wide receivers in the MAC. Rourke is up there, man. Rourke is pretty talented. His brother's making some noise in the NFL after destroying the CFL. Uh, they also have a really talented running back, and they've got the best name in the college football, Parker Titsworth, one of the best linemen in the MAC as well. He wears number 69. Shout out, Parker Titsworth. <laughs> And they have a first-team all-back wide receiver. So I think the defense is going to be solid enough. You're getting some plus money. The lines actually came down. I think this open five and a half. We're down to two at some places um, for Ohio. I don't have a play on this game right now. Probably going to go Ohio, though, if I had to lean. And as we get closer to game time, I sort some things out. I know San Diego State really likes their team. So yep, yep, I'm still. And then last, we've got a degenerate special, a game only I can love. New Mexico State versus UMass. I'm super into this game. We're going off to New Mexico State. Got the CUSA title. Uh, Like I said, New Mexico State's won six of their last seven to finish the year Mm -hmm. after Coach Kill came in. Remember, he's a Power 5 coach, was having some success. Yeah, Minnesota. And then he he didn't actually get fired for being bad at coaching football. He just had a bunch of health issues and had to resign. Uh, A friend of mine played football for him in Northern Illinois. Loves the guy. He's always been like, dude, Coach Kill, like Coach Kill. So... Uh, I love them coming back here. The New Mexico State offense, I think you're getting a little bit of a, a light number here. Uh, Kill had said, I've seen in interviews where he said last year his plan was just kind of run a slow offense and keep the defense in games and just try and keep it one score and teach the team how to compete. Mm-hmm. That's what you see. They didn't start hot. Then as they got some experience, uh, wow. kind of figured out what was working, got their personnel. They yeah. win six of seven, only lose to Missouri. Can't fault them there. Right. You're going on the road SEC school. So they're playing. Uh, they also brought in Eli Stowers, who was the 17th ranked quarterback in his class, tra- transferred in from AM. 
he did not win the starting job. So he lost it to Diego Pava, who's a kid that's been there for a while. Um, really under-recruited, came in from Juco. Mm-hmm. Kind of has, has ran this offense. Uh, but they expect to speed it up this year. So I think there may be a chance the the, the power ratings might not be accounting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this game actually just ticked under a touchdown. That's when I got on it. New Mexico State minus six and a half. They only returned four starters on defense, but those kids are almost all P5 transfers that they have that are replacing the guys. So they said they're better athletically uh, than they were last year. Also, I just got back from Scottsdale, Arizona. It is hot as shit out in the desert, like UMass to New Mexico State. It's going to be 110 degrees there. (laughs) As the game goes on, I like New Mexico State to wear them down. Also, too, New Mexico State, the running back position. So here's, here's their depth chart in the top three. Their mm-hmm. starter is a kid that I think was a thousand yard back. He's six foot two twenty five. Their second string six two two twenty five, and mm-hmm. then they, and then they've got like kind of a scat back who's like five eleven one ninety. He's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Played a little bit for him last year, but he was the twentieth ranked running back in his class recruiting wise. Mm-hmm. So they've got and they, they bring back the offensive line. So I think they've got the weapons to to make it work. So New Mexico State minus six and a half. Hey. I love it. All right, ladies, gentlemen, this is it. We've given you Power Five. We've broken down the Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, SEC, ACC. We've given you futures. We've given you Heisman picks, win totals, conference winners, division winners, natty winners. This is it. Saturday's our day. We're going to be with you guys throughout the season. You have everything that you need to know to prep you for this moment. Let's win some money. Let's take care of business. Let's